Hey now. Hey now. Welcome everybody to an all new, unless you're listening to this six months from now, that's not new. But at this moment of me saying this, it is a new episode of the You Need a Horror Podcast. Now this is a highly requested episode and I don't know what else to say. I finally decided to give the people what they wanted, Nick. I mean, how many times have people requested remakes? Many, many. And I, I mentioned it on my uh, stream earlier tonight. I said, by the way, we're recording a new episode tonight. It's going to be about remakes. I had people in the chat like, oh, hell yeah, remakes. Like, so there's, <laughs> you know, there's a hunger. You know what it is? I think I've just had cold feet because remakes in the world of horror is basically defending child predators sometimes i feel like like it is dangerous it's <laughs> you know what i mean man it's sacrilegious yeah people don't want to hear about remakes you know it's like why because you know it's hey why remake something we don't need to remake it the original is fine just the way it is so it's sacrilege but you know what you're lying to yourself if you say there's not a remake you don't like because there's some pretty damn good ones yeah, that's true. You know, I'm I'm a little bit more I'm more nervous about this episode than the Victor Salvage Jeepers Creepers yeah. episode. I'm just yeah. like, you know, like <laughs> I'll take my stance on the Jeepers Creepers thing, but the remake stuff, I don't know. I was actually looking at my list and I was telling my wife, show my wife my list, and she was just like, Christian, like I I'll say this about my list. Besides one entry, I think every remake on my list is in fact better than the original. Besides one entry. Only one of them, the original, I find to be better. But the rest of them, I take that back. There's two of them. But the rest of them, I think the remakes are better. And I'm proud of my list. I've got three that are not better than the original. But seven of my ten, I think, are better than the original. Yeah. And I'm going to say this. I don't know what your list entails of. Mine are 100% all... I would say, I'd say at least 95% for sure, just depending on how people may look at a certain aspect of one of these movies are all remakes, not any requels. Although if people want to have that in their list, I don't care. It's kind of like a hybrid remake anyway, but mine are all legitimate, just remakes. So I don't know. It's your list that way. Do you have any requels in there? No requels. I do have a reboot that is not a remake of the original story but everyone always calls it a remake even though we know it's not Uh, i already know when i already know what that is yes uh now (laughs) uh candy man is not on here because that is a requel Um, right so no nothing like that but yeah, there is one that I will bang the drum on. It's not a remake. It, it's just not. But everyone wants to call it one. So whatever. I'll put it on the damn list. So do you, do you want to do an honorable mention first? <laughs> well, I have three honorable mentions. And uh, the first one is House of Wax, uh, which I do actually find better than the original. Um, uh-huh. Didn't make the top 10, but I do love it. Okay. Uh, let me in. Uh, the remake okay. of Let the Right One In. I love that movie. And this one would probably make it in just about almost any horror fan's top 10 remakes list, but I've never been big into the subgenre. So honorable mention for Dawn of the Dead, because I cannot deny that it is a fantastic remake. I I prefer it to the original. Um, And it was a hugely influential movie. Like when I was a kid, I watched it all the time. Um, But I've never been 
big enough into the zombie subgenre because most of the ones I'm looking at right now on my actual list is pretty much slashers. Aside from a few, it's pretty much like slasher movies. Okay. So, yeah, that's so. Those are the three honorables I have. Did you have any honorables that didn't make your list? I have one honorable mention. Uh, it's a really cool film. I've seen the original now. I made sure I saw the original probably a, a couple months after I saw the remake. It's from the 80s. It's uh, 1982's Cat People, which I was oh, a yeah. really big fan of. Uh, and it's got uh, it's got our boy from Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween, Dr. Loomis, uh, Malcolm McDowell in it. And yeah. he's just fantastic. He uh, it's 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 almost like a werewolf film in a sense, except the people turn into like bobcats or you know what what have you great movie there's some lovely beautiful gore that i was not expecting and the lead actress is mesmerizing uh i had it in my list initially it was around number six or seven but then it got bumped down and then it got bumped down and then it got bumped down and then it just crept right out and i figured i want to at least mention cat people because the couple times i've mentioned it on my channel i always get a few people say you know what i've always wanted to check that movie out but i never did and i'm like please do i love cat people so i'm gonna put that as my honorable mention and i'll i'll go first at my number 10 <clears throat> hit me dawn of the dead aha it's my number 10 i i do think it's i do prefer it over the original Maybe not by too much, but the thing I love about the remake that Snyder did so well was this movie. Uh, I feel like the original Dawn of the Dead walks, not runs. And I like that the remake feels like more of a run instead of a walk. It moves quicker. It's uh, a little bit more in your face. And it's got that 2000s vibe, man. I love I love the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Uh I, I I don't know what else to say. I think Snyder got it all out. I, you know, when I saw Army of the Dead, I didn't dislike that film a whole lot, but I was just like, you know what, man? I just feel like uh, we're trying to write the second album to his 04 Dawn of the Dead, but like he got it right, that first movie. So I, I thought it was so uh, tightly wound and just perfect. I love maybe the, the baby scene. I could give or take that, but other than that, Dawn of the Dead 04 is the real deal. So I, I, I got it right at number 10. Yeah, that's Zack Snyder's Black Album. Uh, very hard to follow that up. Um, anything you do after that, even if it's good, you always compare it to the previous one. You're like, yeah, but it's not that one. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So as I said, I have three on my list that I do not feel are better than the original. If I, I will preface by saying it's not, this is one of those that I don't feel is better than the original. If I don't say that, I think it's better than the original. And the first one at number 10 is the Hills have eyes. I think it's better than the original. Um, and maybe that's just biased by my age. I don't know. This came out when I was 13. So mm -hmm. very impressionable getting into horror. And I mean, this movie is very unsettling. In in good ways. I mean, you know, there's there's a scene obviously most of us could do without, but it's a it's a very good movie, and it's it just stuck with me, man. Like I don't know that the, the dad just going around and hacking up these mutated people, uh, looking for his baby, and the third act of that movie is just it's just balls to the wall, man. It's gory, it's nasty, it's freaky, it's just awesome. It's just awesome. So oh, yeah, I got the Hills Have Eyes at number 10. 
Very, very nice. May pop up on my list later on. Maybe. All right, my number nine. This is one that I think gets extremely close to the original, but it doesn't top it for me. Uh, and that is the mid two thousands, early twenty. I think it's maybe it's twenty twelve or eleven. I'm not sure. Uh, who's the little guy from Lord of the Rings? Frodo. What's his name? The guy that uh, plays him. Yeah, Elijah uh, Wood. Elijah Woods, excuse me. Uh, Maniac. Elijah Woods Maniac is so cool. What I love about it is it's a is it's a POV approach, which the first time I watched the film, I was just like, I had never seen anything like it. Uh, it it's really cool how you become the killer in the movie and you're through the eye of the camera in a real sense, not just a momentary sense like you see in the original Friday the 13th. Like you are him killing people and it's really really bizarre i don't think it's better than the 1980 or 81 i forget the year maniac it's close though but i love elijah woods uh maniac that 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 movie needs a special blu-ray treatment like i don't know what else does but elijah uh is fantastic in that movie i mean what a great performance in his own right different everything that's what i think a great remake does where it has the store the 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 heart of what the movie is still about a maniac and you're through you're living in his world and you're seeing that their lifestyle is uncomfortable it's weird and it's a little sympathetic and uh maniac 2012 i believe is the year they, they they nailed it so i got i had to have elijah woods my wife doesn't like it she goes chris that movie's just too much it's too <laughs> she doesn't like she doesn't like the original either which i love both those movies but she was just like really you got maniac on your list i said like, i can't not have it on there i love maniac so i got that at number nine i gotta have a uh, maniac right there it's a good one that's definitely a good one <laughs> um my number nine i'm ready for the tomatoes to be thrown at me uh this is one that is not better than the original don't Here worry. we go. Number nine is going to be a nightmare on Elm Street. Oh boy! And uh, let, 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 let me defend myself really quick. Okay, part of the reason why people don't like this movie is just because going into it, there was a lot of people that had they had already set themselves up going, "I'm not going to like this movie." Uh, no, Robert England. It's just a straight up remake. They're just redoing the original story. Screw this movie. Um, and I feel like if that's the way you look at it, then yeah, you're not going to like it. Uh, Jackie O'Haley, I think did great and does not get the credit that he deserves for how well he did. Now I will say he wasn't given great material. Uh, <coughs> Rooney, Rooney Mara as Nancy. No, not a fan, but I'll be damned if there aren't some great lines from Freddie in here, if there aren't some great kills and honestly, as Christian and I have talked about before, when I saw this in the theater for the first time, I was genuinely surprised. I was like, are they really going to do this switch up on the story that Freddie was innocent? Because if they have the balls to do that, that would be, that'd be incredible. That's that talk about making this movie your own and not being a straight up remake. Now I know the issues with it, as I said, but I really enjoyed this movie. I really enjoy this movie. I do. Um, I feel the way that, about this movie that some people feel about the Friday the 13th remake. You know, there's a lot of ardent defenders about that movie, and there's a lot of people that hate that movie. Um, I feel like Nightmare is the same way. Uh, I don't love 
the remake of a nightmare on Elm street, but I, I enjoy it quite a bit. So I snuck that in at number nine and you know what? I don't regret it. I'm a, I'm not going to say anything against you there, but I'm just going to leave you out to pasture on that one. We'll see. We'll see what people say on that. Uh, oh, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. <laughs> hey man, be proud of it. All right. We're at All number right. eight now. And we're going to give, guys, we're going to give our top three or more. We can give more. I have three of the worst remakes ever on my list. I have three as well. Okay, cool. All right, we're at number eight. This one I know people will love to hear. Massive fan base for this film, and it's ever-growing. 1988, Chuck Russell's The Blob had to be on my top ten greatest remakes ever. Talk about a special effects extravaganza a movie that just horror fans today that love eighties horror, when they see it for the first time they're they go into it with just like that, the blob that just what, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then you watch it and the special effects are so insane and so great. And sh- a young, beautiful Shawnee Smith legal, mind you, but a young, beautiful Shawnee Smith. It's one of Chuck Russell's best films. And this is the guy, this is the guy responsible for dream warriors and, you could tell the guy wasn't a fluke. Chuck Russell's a, a master. He also did The Mask, which is probably my favorite Jim Carrey movie. But The Blob is so awesome. Had to be on this list. No way I can't have The Blob on, not have The Blob on here. So there it is. 1988's The Blob all day, number eight. Probably should be higher, but it's not. But it, it's still on the list. Yeah, so far, man, I don't think you're going <laughs> to get a lot of tomatoes thrown at you. I'm worried. I'm worried about my list. Um. Number eight is going to be a movie that technically, if you Google it, they have it under horror. So I put it on here. It is a remake, uh, although takes a lot of its own liberties. I'd call it more of a mystery thriller slasher, but that's 2020's The Invisible Man. Okay. Um, and I, I, I loved this movie. I was yeah. very surprised. About, and, and, you know, I'll never look at this movie the same way again because this was the last movie to really break out at the box office right before COVID hit. This movie was in its theatrical run when everything started shutting down mm-hmm. and uh, they put it on VOD. So it's it's bittersweet because every time I look at the just the poster for this movie, I'm like, this was when life changed, when The Invisible Man came out. But I think this movie's awesome. I mean, I think that it's, it's really well uh, acted. It's really well directed. I think it's genuinely surprising at, at parts and it's 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 suspenseful in the sense of like, you know, you put yourself in that position and you're kind of like, dude, no one would believe you like this dude's invisible. Like you're crazy, like you're insane. And it's mm-hmm. creepy at the same time because it's like you don't know if he's in the room in every shot throughout the movie. You don't know where this person is, what they're doing, like. The way he toys with her throughout the movie just to make her look crazy is just, and people, it's just insane. The part in this movie um, that I think the part that stands out to me the most is when um, she's out to dinner with her sister and he shows up and slits her sister's throat. Brutal. Yeah. And she's the only one there and everyone thinks she did it. I'm like, Mm -hmm. holy crap. I mean, I think it's a great movie. So the invisible I, man. I lament what would have happened and maybe, maybe we're still going to see it. So the, the big, the big talk of the town was that universal was going to uh, completely redo and, and bring it to modern, modernize a lot of the 
universal classics and we know that we got that tom cruise the mummy which did not i don't know if it did well financially but critically i know a lot of people were just like oh god uh they didn't like it i did not like it um at all quite frankly but i I, when i remember when the invisible man came out i was just like ugh, here here's gonna be more you know hollywood garbage like that mummy that came out but then i heard it was lee winnell and i was like hmm, okay i loved it i love the invisible man i thought it was awesome i like it the way i like brendan frazier's the mummy where it takes the core of the character but it, it brings it to its own uh just it's got its own things about it that make it unique to that movie unlike anything else like i love that that mummy the brendan fraser mummy is this beautiful action adventure horror thing and this one is really this drama like you said mystery thriller uh and it's not the guy wrapped in bandages or nothing like that it's its own thing but it's still the invisible man beautiful i i i thought that was i would i would love to see more i think was there talk about the invisible woman there was a yeah talk of a sequel to this and a spinoff, The Invisible Woman and The Invisible Man too. And I don't know. I know COVID like was what put it on hold, but you know Blumhouse is back doing movies again. So I don't know why they oh, have that was Blumhouse, that. wasn't it? Yeah, I think the only thing is the holdup is that they were going to redo all of these classic monster movies and, and what well, universal was, but yeah. then they decided not to. And so Blumhouse got the, so maybe Blumhouse got screwed. Yeah. Because the mummy <coughs> did terribly commercially and critically, it lost money and no one liked it, but Who the, the hell invisible... wanted Tom Cruise in the I, mummy. <laughs> Actually, I, I think no we well, look, I like Tom Cruise. He, he is so fucking awesome. And uh, he is so fucking awesome in the interview with the vampire. He was yeah. so good in that, but Something about Tom Cruise and the Mummy, I was just like, I don't know. Then again, maybe people felt the same way about Brendan Fraser and the Mummy, but I think the thing was they needed to start somewhere different. Maybe the first re- remake should have been The Invisible Man. Why remake the Mummy? Those movies aren't even that old. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, start with The Invisible Man. Maybe do Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. You know, do the other ones first um, because those ones need modern adaptations. But well, well, maybe they the saw did. maybe they saw the Mummy had a track record of making money, especially with yeah. that latest series. I don't but know. The Invisible Man got great reviews and made a ton of money, so it and, warranted a sequel. We just and Blumhouse made that film a hell of a lot cheaper too than what that oh, yeah. Universal the Mummy was. So, yep. I, I, I tell you, man, Blumhouse, love them or hate them, they know how to they know how to make mid mid budget films. And and be able to make a profit, love them or hate them, you know. Some of them damn films, like them Happy Death Days and stuff. I mean, I, I mean they it. they paid for their kids' schools with all them films. So what what, what can you say? They could they considered Happy <laughs> Death Day to you a box office disappointment because the budget was twelve million dollars and it made sixty four million dollars. So imagine looking at a movie and saying it's a disappointment, although it made more than five times its budget. What did the first one make? The first one made like 125 million, so that's Dude, why. I'm not a big, big fan of the second one. I don't dislike it, I because I liked the characters, so I enjoyed seeing them do their thing. But that first one was awesome. Oh, it's it's fantastic. I I avoided it in theaters because I thought the trailers looked stupid, and then I caught it on streaming one night after work a couple years ago, and I was like, oh my god, that was amazing. Like I and, and first. <laughs> At first, I thought I was going to be really mad that they basically just did Groundhog Day. 
because I love Groundhog Day. I was like, really? This seems so lazy. They literally just said, let's do Groundhog Day. But then for some reason, I just, I don't know. I, I really liked it. It won me over as the movie kept going over. And I was like, this is really fun. Well, Jason Blum did a Q&A on Twitter the other day. And someone <laughs> asked him about the third one because people won't stop asking about it. And they they were going to do a trilogy. But then when the second one underperformed, they kind of went dark on that. Well, he said, something is stirring. I will just say that for now. Uh, okay. So. We're, we're gonna get a third one. I can't wait to get to Happy Death Day. I may not get the second one, but I'll probably get that first one on 4K. I saw that they're putting it out on I 4K. Dude, I saw that too. I was like, I'm getting both. I'm getting. I, yeah. you know, I'm, my wife and I were actually talking about this the other day when it came to these two. She was like, I really liked the first one. The second one was just, eh. I, I thought it was stupid. I'm like, yeah, because it wasn't a straight up slasher anymore. Like, I get it, but I liked the sci fi goofy comedy. Yeah. Like, but I digress. Christian number seven. My number seven, it's funny. We're kind of, this conversation is flowing very naturally from what we're talking about to where we're going. Uh, my number seven is a movie. There have been many, 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 many incarnations of this novella. Uh, my number seven is 1992's Bram Stoker's Dracula, starring Keanu Reeves and all those good people, Gary Oldman. Uh, what can I say? I mean, that that film grew on me so much over the last couple of years. I love it so much. I think Gary Oldman's Dracula performance in that castle is riveting. Uh, he just he's the, he's the man. I love it. The special effects are fantastic. Whenever you see uh, Dracula turn into that monstrous like bat wolf hybrid thing, is horrifying. And especially the scene where he's banging that chick on the, the tombstone outside outside of like that massive coliseum midway through the film is just shocking. But what a film. You know, I, I just loved after the slasher craze faded out and they had these uh, they brought it back to basics and they started doing the, the classics again. Bram Stoker's Dracula. I'm not a big fan of Keanu Reeves in the film. I think he not necessarily phones it in. I just don't think he was he was up to par with everybody else. But other than that, I can forgive that all day because of how great everything else is. I love 1992's Dracula. So I had to put it on my list. Fantastic movie. That's my number seven. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think my number seven, I'll, I'll be surprised if this isn't on your list, but I don't know. My number seven is another one that or no, it is better than the original. The Crazies. Um, talk about a zombie movie that I loved. And I was talking to Christian about this and I actually, I, well, we were talking earlier. I said it on the podcast earlier in this episode about how I've never been the biggest zombie fan, but there's certain zombie movies that really stick with me. Like for example, 28 days later, I just don't really care for those movies. I really don't. They don't do much for me. Um, the crazies though. Oh my God. This movie kicks serious ass. I mean, it is, I don't know if it's the, 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 it's just not prototypical zombies. I don't know. They're smarter. They, they use weapons. They're, they're legitimately crazy. Like they're, it's more terrifying that way. The scene where his wife and uh, her, I believe it's her coworker or employee or whatever are like strapped down to those gurneys in that like, you know, ward of all these people that are potentially infected. And that dude comes in and he's just stabbing through a bunch of people with pitchforks, like, going toward them it's it is that there's some genuinely like suspenseful stuff in this movie it's and to find out that like the government was basically just like all right that town fuck that town nuke that shit like we can't we can't let this get out anymore like it's 
it is just it, it's it's awesome. I I love this movie. So the crazies is my number seven. Yeah, I, I would probably put that on par. With, I really do like the original George Romero film too. It's not in my list, but it's I I I, I went back and forth because I do enjoy the crazies quite a bit. But yeah, I would agree. That's a great one. That is a great film. Yeah, I need to. I really want to rewatch it. It's been it's been a few years since I've since I've watched the crazies. But that's is good that stuff. Timothy Oliphant? It's him, right? Yeah, I wouldn't know that name, or I couldn't put the face to a name. I believe it's Tim. I believe it's Timothy Oliphant. He's the uh, Mickey from <laughs> Scream Two, the one the killer from Scream Two, not Debbie Salt, but the other one. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. Actually, yeah, yeah, I, I, I know the face. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. So that was number uh, seven for you. Now we're moving to number six. 1999's House on Haunted Hill. This is my top. <laughs> it's my top ten greatest remakes ever. Uh, the little movie that that could, man. I tell you, I've told the story a bunch. I'll tell it again. I uh, went to FYE one week with my wife, and we were looking through the. Uh, all the movies to just see if we could find collectors scream factory releases. And we came across house on haunted Hill and I love the original, uh, but I did not really care to watch a remake from 1999 of the film. And my wife goes, Oh Christian, I love that movie. I'm just like, I don't feel like buying it. She goes, but I am telling you it's really good. And I'm like, I don't feel like buying it. And she's like, whatever. Fast forward a day, two days, maybe three days. And I'm scrolling on Facebook or something. And I see a, I see an article from bloody disgusting and the article is a uh, written review for House on Haunted Hill 1999. And the title for the article is House on Haunted Hill is a 1999 is a perfect blend of classic horror and modern horror. And I was like, interesting. So I read up on it and I was just like, holy shit, I've got to see this movie now. This is probably three, four years ago, whatever it was. And so I go and tell my wife and I tell her, Sydney, I read this article about House on Haunted Hill and I, we need to go get that movie. I really want to see it. And she wanted to kill me because she's like, you stupid son of a bitch. Like, I told you it was good. Why don't you listen to me? And I, I was like, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. And so we, we go back to FYA. Luckily, they still had it there. And I watch it. And I was like, dude, this really was good. Perfect sense of humor. Perfect sense of uh, like creepiness. Uh, I loved it. I think it's one of the best remakes from its time, from its, its 10, 12 year radius i think you really can't get much better than house on haunted hill i'm not a big big fan of uh return to house on haunted hill i think it's called or whatever i came out a couple years later it's okay uh but that one is so good i think that same director did 13 ghosts or he did ghost ship one of the two those are two good remakes as well but house on haunted hill gets it right i love it totally gonna be my number six you know, I feel like an idiot now. That should have been on my list. I don't know why it's not. That movie was so impactful to me as a child. I would put House on a Haunted Hill as one of the primary reasons I'm even a horror fan. I mean, that's how influential that movie was to me. I watched it all the time on TV when I was a kid. I love that movie as well. Yeah. Um, another one that is going to be controversial, and this one is not better than the original in my opinion. But number six is going to be from 2019, Child's Play. Um, and, you know, here's the thing about the remake of Child's Play. This movie could have gone real bad real easily. Um, although it's a simple premise, 
you know, the original child's play, you can really mess this up. And damn it, they almost did because the mark, <laughs> you know, the when I'm seeing behind the scenes and looking at the doll, I'm like, this doll is not good. It's not good. Um, but once you see the movie and you understand the different spin they had on it, I thought was really, really intelligent. I, I think that him being AI and genuinely not understanding and just wanting to do anything. So him and Andy can be best friends. And like, I thought that was a cool spin. I love the third act when all these buddy products or whatever are coming alive and killing people in that supermarket. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Um, Mark Hamill. I mean, casting him as the voice of Chucky. If you're not going to have Brad Dourif, Mark Hamill is a fantastic voice actor. So I thought that was great casting. Um, I just had a really fun time with this movie and I felt like this movie did something that it needed to do, which was if they're going to remake this movie, although this takes a lot of liberties. So I appreciate that. It's not copy paste from the first one, but there's a lot of really good kills. Like the dude with the freaking that gets like his, I don't even know what that thing is in the yard where he's stringing up the lights and falls down and Chucky like runs over his freaking head with, that uh i don't even know what the hell that is it cuts his head all up and then he gets on him and says this is for tupac and starts stabbing him like there's just something about that movie that it's just i just have a really good time watching it i don't know i don't know so i i put it at six uh objectively are there ones better yeah yeah for sure but i've got a soft spot for chucky and and i just feel like they handled that really well and kind of made it their own so yeah there you go there you go, man. Okay. Number, I guess it's my number five. Yes. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. I have it at number five, man. I got the Hills Have Eyes at my number five. I think it's I think it's damn good. Uh, I like that the film is not easy to watch. I, I Not that I enjoy watching rape by any stretch, but this is horror. I think you need to be uncomfortable sometimes watching movies. And if you're watching a movie called the Hills have eyes, you don't expect these people to just tie you down and slap you with chains and whips. I mean, they're, these people are messed up. So I think I, I applaud the film for making its audience uncomfortable. And uh, I, I just love the uh, designs of the characters and that, that like that almost like abandoned little town that they find in deep, in the deep in the, I guess the hills, for lack of a better term, uh, brilliant film. I, I I'll I'll take it over the original as much as it pains me because I love Michael Berryman so much. I think I like this one more than the original. I think the original is a great seventies, uh, you know, low blood, low budget, just masterpiece in its own right. And it's funny because Wes Craven's looked at as this, you know, uh, brilliant. Uh, I say brilliant, not that that movie's stupid, but like this elegant guy who can make these evocative nice films but some of his films were more disgusting and nasty than you know trauma films for god's sake so uh i gotta give it up to the remake i think the hills have uh, and that's the real reason i put it on here because i love the original so much my criteria was finding remakes that i think are either on level with or just better than the original and i gotta give it to the hills have eyes I like part two, but I think part one gets the job done a big time. So I got the Hills Have Eyes at number five. Well, this is kind of perfect timing for my number five. 
Uh, this is one that I also find better than a Wes Craven original. Uh, and it's also very hard to watch, just like The Hills Have Eyes. My number five is The Last House on the Left. Mm, um, good choice. I, I love this remake. I mean, I love this remake. I think that the casting is brilliant. <coughs> Obviously, any movie like these, you know, the the, the rape revenge movies, they're, they're, they're definitely uncomfortable. Um, they're definitely hard to watch at moments, but what comes out of it makes it almost kind of worth having to sit through that one scene because to see these sick sons of bitches get absolutely brutalized by this family one by one as the viewer the movie does its job and making you uncomfortable making you hate these people and then getting you to just root your ass off to watch these people just get absolutely annihilated mm-hmm. um and i think that the movie just does all of that right um i love this movie i mean I, and i like the original and and it's funny you know when you talk about craven it's like I don't think people realize that earlier in his career, he was a lot more risque and over in taking chances than he was as his career went on. Craven didn't start to become that guy that people go, wow, this is such, you know, a, a well told story. It's, it's very palatable for everyone. Look at the screen movies. For example, you notice in the screen movies, there's nothing that really ever makes you uncomfortable. Um, there's no, it's, it's, they're great there's some great movies in there, but it's a lot of um, it's handled with more class, I guess you would say. But then you look back at his early career. I mean, you got some grimy movies. I mean, you got some grimy movies in in early on in his career. So, but this is a remake that I just think is, I think it's pretty freaking good. So I got it at five. I, I don't think it was a remake at all, but one of my favorites that, that he did, that is just like a sleaze fest with, with Adrian Barbeau's lovely, uh, chesticles and it is uh his swamp thing movie oh yeah that's great but people gotta remember too it's just like Ch- freddie was supposed to be a like a molester like i don't know what happened why they made him a killer because that somehow is you know it's funny <laughs> killing a kid isn't as bad as touching a kid yeah in society like you know not that it really is but it's just like on film killing a kid is a lot easier to hear molesting but that's what that's what his intention was i know so just like wes was nasty yeah <laughs> he really was. <laughs> and it's, but, it's funny to hear people talk about wes too that would have worked with him you know especially with the new scream that came out hearing all the the legacy cast talk about wes and, and oh he was such a kind soul and he was such a sweet man and it's like but and nev campbell put it best she's like but you would never know that when you look at some of these fucked up movies he's made right you know? even robert england talked mm-hmm. about that his first time meeting him he was expecting a guy like dressed in black or just like some dirty looking bastard <laughs> and he Rob was zombie. yeah like he says i met a guy dressed in like khakis and ralph Lauren. <laughs> you know maybe yeah. he has a deep maybe west well we all have a dark side so what the hell yeah but yeah, last house on the left, number five. I love it. <laughs> All right, number four. Uh, I have double dipped a little bit on my top ten, but this is the truth. My number four of greatest remakes ever is 1979's Franklin Jello starred Dracula. Oh. I think that this movie is fucking awesome. I oh, love Pleasance. it so much. Yes, Donald Pleasance is, and Donald Pleasance is great in this film. I feel like he's in his element. Mm-hmm. 
in this movie. He was so good at Frank Langella has that suave, cool, you know, uh, just vibe he nails it as dracula i love this film so much the opening scene you know when it comes to dracula movies a lot of stuff either is you either have stuff that was from the book that gets focused on hard gets hinted at a little bit in films or completely omitted and one of the things i loved about this one was you know dracula takes a boat ride and slaughters everybody you know and i've seen tv shows that focus on the boat ride I've seen movies that don't even talk about the boat ride, but this movie showed a fraction of the boat ride. And then you see the aftermath of the havoc that ensued. And I loved it. The castle was so beautiful in this movie. 1979's Dracula is a masterpiece to me. I don't know if it's the best one per se. Maybe it's the original, you know, Bella Dracula, but my Dracula is the 1979 Frank Langella and Lawrence Olivier Dracula film. I think it is a masterpiece and I have pushed it on people as hard as I could. I tell people all the time, please get that scream factory release. Trust me. I know if you're not a fan of old school horror, perfect. This one's for you because you're going to get a taste of classic style horror, but your needs are going to be met as a classic 80s, 70s horror fan. So I'm proud to have 1979's Dracula on my list. I think it is a genuine masterpiece. Bada boom. All right, well, following that one up, <clears throat> I got one that all of us hardcore horror fans, we know that this is a remake, but a lot of casuals you'll run into sometimes, they don't know it's a remake because it's omits part of the name. <clears throat> but I'm going with John Carpenter's classic at number four, The Thing. I freaking love this movie. I, I know this is going to be on, it's got to be on Christian's list. It's got to be. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> he hasn't said it yet, but the thing is fantastic. Um, I mean, what can you say that hasn't already been said about the thing? I mean, it's the ambiguous ending, the, um, you know, the, the fact that you, the, the practical effects in this movie, that's really the thing that gets me. I mean, I still remember the first time I watched this movie and the hands just, going through that his chest just opening up and this freaking dude's hands just going through it and then this thing i mean it's just it's gross um it is uh it's super well acted i mean i i freaking god i i love the performances in this movie i i imagine myself in that position probably being the same way of like all of you get away from me i can't trust any of you um you know being isolated out there in the freaking arctic like there's just it's a masterpiece. I mean, what, what else can you say? You, you want to talk about a movie that has a feeling of like, it's just desolate. It's hopeless. It's lonely. It's you're, you're trapped. Like it's reminds me of 30 days of night in that sense, you know, it's trapped in the cold with only the people you're with and that's it. There's no help. No one's coming to save you. Um, I love this movie. I love this movie so much. Um, I know that when it comes to Carpenter, the two that people always talk about are Halloween and the thing and, uh, and rightfully so, but let me tell you the thing. I, I, I know I'm a Halloween guy, but this movie is just, Oh, it, it's, it's, his, it's not close to me. That's his best film. It's a banger, man. It's a banger. I mean, I, I even like the prequel. I wish they would have used practical effects in that prequel, but I don't dislike that movie. Uh, we're getting a remake of it too. Another one. Um, that's, it was, I think announced a year or so ago, but 
And we'll see how that goes. But as of right now, yeah, number four is the thing. Okay. Yeah, that's your number four. Where the hell do you go after that? I know, right? Okay. Uh, number three does not beat the original, but I to me it's tied. But I prefer it, I think. I think. Uh, I love to death 1990s Tom Savini directed Night of the Living Dead. It's one of my all-time favorites. I love it. It's such a love letter to the original film. And I love everybody in this film. Tony is awesome in Night of the Living Dead 90. I love it so much. The lead actress who plays uh, Barbara is she's a she's a she's a stunt woman and she got the gig to play Barbara and she's awesome. She's a badass and she becomes a badass in the film. I love all the makeup effects. There's some great stuff. Now, everybody tells me about, you know, Christian, it's a shame that we can never really see the true unedited version. And I'm, uh, you're right. I would love to see it. I still think what they got on screen, a lot of that stuff is great, though. But I love it. I just love it. I think it respects the original so much. And it's damn entertaining and so much rewatch value. That's, I don't know. That's all. I'll keep it short and sweet. But 1990s Night of the Living Dead is my, I guess, my third favorite horror remake ever made. Love it to death. I will say I know what your next two are. I don't know in what order, but I know what they are. Um, <clears throat> maybe you do. I, maybe you don't. I, I, I think I do. But this one comes at number three for me because the first iteration of this when I was a kid was super important to me. And I felt like this modern take on it was even better. Um Maybe I would put the thing at three and this one at four, but since I already did the thing, <coughs> number three is going to be it and it chapter two. Um, you know, you put them both together because it's one story. Uh, look, I just I, I I think that it did everything that 1990s miniseries did, and then better. Um, I think that. The, the the from the cast to the story to the the drama to the just genuine moments of like did that really just happen on screen like seeing georgie's arm get ripped off in the first 10 minutes of the first one when i was in the theater i was genuinely uncomfortable i was like we literally just saw that child's arm get bitten off like ugh. and then in the second one with the little girl with the firefly under the bleachers and he just like eats her head and i'm like we just saw this hat like this is happening. Like children are just getting like brutalized by Pennywise. Bill Skarsgård mm. lived for the role. He lived for the role. He was fantastic yeah. as Pennywise. I mean, yes, fantastic. Um, and I think that the cast in both movies were great, but I especially loved them as adults. Uh, I just felt like because that's where the 90 miniseries got it wrong. The kids portion was great. The second part not so much. And everybody always complained about how some of the adults didn't seem to mesh well. The story wasn't really there. It seemed a lot more phoned in, in, in that portion of it. Whereas in this one, chapter two, I love their chemistry. I love, it's almost three hours long. So you really get it fleshed out. I, I love both of these. So I put it as one cause it's one long story, but I'm going it and it chapter two at number three. Okay. <laughs> That's a good one. I, I went back and forth with having it on mine, but I, I just decided not to. But uh, let's see. So my number two is the thing. You know, I had to have the thing. There. I, I don't need to I don't need to go on a whole spiel about it. Although I will say to me, I'm sorry. I love Halloween. It's not even close. The thing is John Carpenter's greatest horror film he ever made. It's not even close. 
I mean, the, I get it. You guys love Halloween. You love Michael Myers. The thing is like, it's like a a grown up version of Halloween. It is the one of the greatest horror movies I've ever seen. Name a better horror film than The Thing, pound for pound. For God's sake, <laughs> Halloween. No, I'm just... like like you know, I'm I, I'm I'm being facetious a little bit, but seriously, yeah. I I totally totally think that The Thing is leaps and bound John's greatest film he ever made. I will give so... you this. I think that is a self contained one off. <laughs> story there might be more to the thing than there is to halloween I, I i genuinely could give you that and be like yeah you could make that argument and it's probably a winning argument but i think the reason i'm i go with halloween is because everything that came out of halloween all the sequels we got the status of michael myers what that movie built what that movie built um but if there were no other movies and it was just halloween versus the thing yeah yeah i mean it it'd be hard it'd be I'm hard just- I'm still in. Here's the thing. When I, no pun intended, when I, every time I watch the thing, I'm still blown away and impressed by what I see on screen. It's never as good. It's always better than what I try to picture in my head. I can't think of any film that can truly do that. I mean, every time I watch it, I'm like, shit, it really is even better than I remembered. When you see that, and it, 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 it only improves on better picture quality. That's oh, what's yeah. even crazier. How many films start to you see like the fishing lines or you see, uh, you know, what have you when the picture quality gets better? The thing only improves. It only improves. So I Halloween's the second greatest to me, followed by maybe, you know, Prince of Darkness or something. I love Prince, but I I to me, the thing is the that damn good. So it's 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 my second it's my second favorite remake and I I will definitely take a bullet for what my number one is I think it is as good but better in other ways but I I think the thing is the second greatest but I also Do want to implore people please if you haven't watched the thing from another world please see it it really is a great great classic horror film Halloween and it moves fast Halloween made me watch that movie because. <laughs> it on tv so when i was a kid i kept seeing it when i'd watch halloween and i was like i gotta watch that movie it's a great um, little movie different there's women in the film you yes. know which is one of the big differences it's yeah. all the guys are in a good mood in that movie uh but it's still a great little film it's a great little film i really love the thing from another world but the thing no. is my number two do you so do you know what my number one is still do you have a guess i'm conflicted i'll let you guess i'll you let said you guess the, you said the criteria okay I think I thought your number one was what my number two is right here. Well, go ahead and do your number one. I'll let you guess my number. Well, this is my number two. Good. Number two. Excuse me. My number two is 2003's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Um, The reason that I I, I thought this was going to be yours, but you did say part of the criteria was that you're basing this off remakes being better, but you did say one of them wasn't better than the yes christian's number one is going to be the texas chainsaw massacre i think it's my number two it's not jesus christ no it first of all your, it didn't no, make your top Texas, 10 no because i like the beginning more than i like the beginning more than oh three okay. so why would i okay. i wouldn't have oh three on my list you're right you're right i'll let right. you guess i'm gonna give you a hint when we get okay. to it but please tell the people why you put got texas chainsaw oh three on your list it's one of the first like pseudo slasher type movies i saw you know i mean it's not technically your your cut copy paste uh slasher movie but 
I saw it before I saw the original. I saw it when I was a kid. I was 10 when it came out and I remember watching it uh, all the time with my buddies. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's awesome from Arlie Ermey to Jessica Biel to um, mm. the gore to Andrew Brynjarski as Leatherface. He's fantastic as Leatherface. The family in this movie is just so yeah. deranged. And I mean, in the beginning, I love the beginning just as much. I mean, I, those two movies to me are like God tier when it comes to modern horror movies. Those are some of the better ones. I mean, and, and the narrative for both, it flows so well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 03, man. I mean, I, it's just, it, it. I think it's a modern horror classic, in my opinion. You know, when I was Googling, because uh, I wanted to get pictures of all these remakes just in my head to go through them and be like, okay, which one? Yeah, this one, this one. There was a list. There was like a link, and it was like worst remakes of all time. TCM was on there. I was like, "You're you're fucking kidding me, right? You're kidding me." Like that's on a top ten list. This person had the balls to write this editorial and put that on ten worst remakes list. Like seriously, go touch grass. But um, yeah, that's my number two, and I genuinely don't know your number one. Uh, uh well, I, I, let me ask you a question before: Is it a remake? Or is it something people yes, call? Yes, it's, okay. it's a remake. It's you not know a, my okay. number one, then. Uh, look, I don't have any big slasher remake on here. None of them. Not Halloween, not Texas Chainsaw, not Nightmare, not Friday the 13th. My number one, in my opinion, the special effects are 100% on par. Some people could say they disagree, but to me, it's no question the makeup effects are on par. They won awards for the makeup effects. Is it the fly? And it's the fly. And the reason that the reason my number one is the fly is because the story elements I love more than the thing. I think the Jeff Goldblum story of Seth Brundle is remarkable. The story is a lot of people put a metaphor for the fly. They think they think that the movie, even though Cronenberg says it really isn't, I was just making making a horror film a lot of people see the movie as as uh somebody dying from a disease and gina davis uh is is the character some people can relate to saying where you want to help somebody that's going through something but you realize you can't help them uh and i can see that metaphor that people put with that movie but that movie is riveting in ways that only cronenberg can do cronenberg loves having story elements that make a viewer very uncomfortable uh the the ex-boyfriend in the fly really just grosses me out he's obsessed with gina he follows her he stalks her at the mall he talks about you know wild fantasies and just can we please just have sex if we can't be together it's like pathetic but it's like something guys go through when they fall for a woman who wants nothing to do with them and a lot of times the most attractive thing to a guy is when a girl wants nothing to do with them and it's like an uncomfortable thing that Cronenberg puts into that movie that I think is only Cronenberg can do that and do it right. And Seth Brundle's performance is, in my opinion, better than any performance in the thing. Not that anybody's bad at all in the thing, but I think what Seth Brundle, I think, excuse me, what Jeff Goldblum does in that movie is phenomenal. I think that The Fly is the greatest horror remake ever made. So not only is it my number one is my favorite. I th- I don't think that there's a remake in my opinion that's better than The Fly. So that's far and away my number one is uh, David Cronenberg's The Fly. You know, starting off with this list, I wouldn't have thought that would have been your number one, but it makes sense to me now because I've heard you talk 
very highly of that movie, you know, so I, I should have probably thought it would be on the list. Um, <clears throat> my number one, Christian probably because <laughs> and and I've I've how I prefaced it. It is a movie that is not a remake, uh, but everybody calls it a remake. So it's just gotten the label of a remake, but it's not a remake. But since you all call it a remake, screw it. I'll put it on the list and I'll put it at number one. That's Evil Dead 2013. Okay. This movie, I'm assuming it didn't make it on Christian's list because to him, like to me, it is not a remake. It's yeah, I don't, and I get yes. so confused. Reboot, uh, soft reboot, uh, requels, uh, yes. whatever. They have so many damn titles. I didn't put it on here just for that fact, but I, I just did that for my own taste. I, I don't care if you, and I didn't, I didn't even tell you, hey, don't put a movie like Evil Dead because, quite frankly, I don't care if you, if people do or not. I want them to put what they feel comfortable. But I, I, if you were gonna have that movie anywhere on your list, I would expect it to be at number one. Yeah, and and here's the thing. The reason I put it here is because, like I said, in the public eye, it's just all been, um, it's all been, everybody calls it a a remake. That's that's what everybody considers it. And uh, you know what? If that's what people want to call it, that's fine. Um, I know it's not a remake, but working off of that knowledge, and I know there's going to be people in in the you know in the comments and stuff that'll give their lists and they'll put Evil Dead on there. So. I just love this freaking movie, man. It's it is my second favorite Evil Dead movie behind Evil Dead Two. Um, I think it's the real it deal. Is, <laughs> it's 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 ruthless. It's disgusting. It's it's creepy. It's it, it's so well acted. It's so atmospheric. I mean, it's just memorable. It did everything Evil Dead did and did it better. I think it just that you can't walk away from this movie and you know not. Uh, I, I don't even know what else to say. I mean, guys, I, I could go on and on and on. Um, it's fantastic. It, it was so good that back against the wall going into the theater, I couldn't deny it was what I was watching was that good. I was so ready to hate this movie. Yeah, I was like, you know, Bruce Campbell is to evil. If, if you don't have Bruce Campbell in an evil dead movie, you don't have a movie that that was my mindset going in. I mean, really, it was. And when we left the theater, I I was pissed off that I was wrong. I was so ready to hate it, and it was that good. I I, I literally in the theater, I was like, I was pissed off. It was that, I mean, because that movie beat my ass in the theater. It was just like you're an idiot. I'm about to show you how good this son of a bitch is going to be, and it was. It was that good. And the scene of her being buried at the end, and right before they finally dig her, dig her, and she's like, "Oh, behind the, she's behind that sheet." She's like, "No, no." She she finally has the moment where she, you know, pretends she's like she's herself again. Terrifying. Like, why do you hate me, David? <laughs> and he's like, "Oh shit!" Like, no, terrifying. Like, oh my god, it, it's it's just messed up. It it's, <laughs> it's 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 scary. It's as on par with me as um, the scene that looks like something out of a fucking Tim Burton movie, the headless chick dancing around in the woods, rolling her head around through her arms. Is that the first one or the second one? I'm trying part to remember. Two. You know, yeah. Part two. That's what I thought. Yeah. That, cause that scene terrifies me still. It's so unsettling. Cause that's it's not what, motion. Yeah. Yes. And in, in this, that scene uh, of her being buried and talking to him has that same effect. I also think that some of the one liners in this movie are just disgust, just disgusting. The stuff she's saying when she's down in the cellar, 
is just some of the foulest shit. And I mean, just cutting her tongue in half with the exacto knife. And when Natalie's about to cut her arm off in the kitchen, she's like, don't cut it off, you bitch. Like, it's just, mm, yeah. I mean, Jane Levy, I swear to God, like if someone, did, there's a few, there's few performances in horror where I would go, this woman deserved an Oscar. It's um, absolutely in Hereditary with Tony Collette and Jane Levy in Evil Dead 2013. Because the range of emotions this woman had to play and to sell it the way she did was absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah, it's just it's an all timer movie for me, man. You know, I'm stoked for Evil Dead Rise, but I just feel like in my heart, nothing's ever going to top 2013. Um, but I, I love it. I love it. Again, mm-hmm. I uh, that's a great number one. Uh, so what did you expect to be on my list that wasn't on my list? I expected Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but you're right. I didn't think about um, you, you do prefer the beginning. Um, I expected the crazies. And um, I, again, I think I had that on there, but it crept off. Yeah. And then yeah. Last House on the Left. I, I, I didn't I didn't expect Last House on the Left, but I thought maybe he'll have that. It's a good one. It's a good one. I, I, I take think, that over the original, too, quite frankly. I like yeah. the original, but. But everything you did say, I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I can see it. You know, I could see your list. I mean, I still haven't seen Dracula 79. And I've told everybody, Christian has been the one that has kind of put it into my head as well. Like, you need to get that Scream Factory Blu-ray. Like, you need to get it. You need to get it. Um, so I'm I, I'm, I'm going to get it. Um, I, I need to, I love me some Donald Pleasance. But uh, yeah, uh, so everything, I felt like I, your list, I, I knew Dawn of the Dead would be on yours, and I knew Night of the Living Dead would be on yours. I, I knew those for sure. Um, I'm kind of surprised that it wasn't, if I'm being totally honest. I'm kind of surprised. I'm not at the same time, but... <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I was talking to Sydney about that, and ultimately I decided, uh, even though I think that the movies are pound for pound better, I still like Tim Curry the yeah. most. So because of that, it kind of just teeter-tottered off on and off although 2017's it is probably pound for pound out of all four parts like the original part one and part two then the remake part one and part two the original i mean the remake part one 2017 is the best hands down i mean and here's the thing i prefer chapter two and i just think it's because of the the levity of the moment and and the stakes and everything i do think chapter one is probably a better movie though so yeah, you won't get much argument from me there. Uh, I just think that it was perfectly casted all around. I think the kid group, the you know Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise, like the the fact that those movies, you know, I it, people give Andy Muschietti shit for the uh, CGI usage, and some of it sometimes is a little like, okay, why why not some practical effects here? But there are some things in the, those movies that are so impressive, like the the wandering eye that Bill Skarsgård does as Pennywise when he's talking and his eye just wanders off and he's like drooling. That's real. He literally can do that. He has trained himself to be able to do that. And when you watch Mm -hmm. it, sometimes you're like, is that CGI? No, that's literally this dude living for this role. And he's talked about how getting in the mindset to play Pennywise, it was similar to Heath Ledger with the Joker where like it takes over your life. Like yep. you, you, you genuinely start to believe that you are Pennywise. Yeah. And I mean, he, and you can tell, man, I don't think they could have cast it better. I mean, I really don't. I mean, if someone prefers Tim Curry, 
I totally understand. Um, but if you were going to do a modern adaptation and you look at what you got with Bill Skarsgård, I don't think you could say, oh, we could have done better than that. I, I, don't, I don't think you could. No, I agree. And what was great about it was I'd never heard of him before. Yes. So he was a complete outsider to me. So I couldn't trust him because I didn't know who he was. I love no when I don't know the actor. Yep. Yeah. But Christian, right. we got three yeah. shitty ones, right? Yeah, we'll do third least shittiest to the shittiest. Uh, okay. And I'll let you go first for your third to last worst ever. Okay, so guys, there there was there was a lot that I, I wanted to put here. But at number three, uh, we're going to go shitty, shittiest, and absolute steaming pile. So shitty is going to be Cabin Fever. Uh, probably the most pointless remake I've ever seen. Are you talking about the Eli Roth cabin fever? No, the, the, the 2016 or 2017 remake of Eli Roth. Okay. Thank God. I was gonna say, I love yeah. the original cabin. No, fever. no. I, I, I was thinking, I figured that was an even older one. Excuse me. Not the original. Have I you meant, seen I love the one? Eli Roth one. No, I've only seen the Eli Roth one. Do not watch this movie. It is a shot <laughs> for shot remake that offers nothing in the way of originality. <laughs> It is terribly acted. It's it it's just bad all around. And they couldn't awesome. even nail the pancakes line. If you were gonna nail one <laughs> thing, nail that, and they couldn't nail it. So for me, number three is cabin fever. It's shit. That's funny. Oh man. All right. You may not agree with this one at all, but my third shittiest ever, uh, because the stakes were high, is poltergeist. Oh, that sucks too. I almost put that on there. Yeah. Completely soulless, completely, completely lacks any kind of real levity that the original has i used to think the original was overrated for a long time then i after a while i would watch it i love i like part two the most still that's a real effing horror film but the pet but poltergeist one it really is a good horror film it re, i really think it is there are some beautiful practical effects horror scenes uh and the 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 pool scene and I just think I just think it's got that sh- it does have that shine and gloss that a Steven Spielberg film has, but it's still a horror film. And I really like the original Poltergeist. And I felt that the remake was completely just a piss poor remake that just did not really have any sort of identity. It just was like a spooky. Did they did a bunch of stupid shit that you just see girls on her cell phone? And the phone just dies because it's modern times. And that's what you do. Like, I don't know, man. I was really bummed out with the uh, remake of Poltergeist. So I'm going to, I'm going to put that at, because of the levity of the title, I'm going to have that as shitty as, cause it did not meet in my opinion, the standard it should have met. Yeah. Well, coming in at number two for me, shittiest um, is 2005's The Fog. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's mine too, for the record. Yeah. And unfortunately, the last <laughs> movie that Deborah Hill was credited on as an executive producer, because this movie fucking sucks. It's I that mean, bad. I... It is so <laughs> bad. It is. You, you make The Fog like just essentially like a ghostly entity in and of itself, and it's just a bunch of teeny boppies actors and it's there's no stakes it's the visuals are horrible the acting sucks it's just one of the most pointless remakes i probably have ever seen um 
I genuinely hate this movie with a burning passion. I, I probably will never watch it again in my life. I haven't seen it in years. I did say maybe I'll watch it one more time years down the road just to remind me of why I fucking hate this movie. It's it's it, bad. My 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 complaint with what with to go along with what you're saying is it's not good bad in the way some of the other mid two thousands remakes are like there are some good bad ones that i really like like night of the demon that remake is so fun and and silly and it's so entertaining i don't think that the fog is entertaining it at all I no just, it's one it, of those oh. movies that thinks what's it's doing what it's doing is good and that's why it's not good bad good because it's like yeah. it genuinely thinks it's good yeah i can't i can't i can never i could never promote that film for anybody to see it i mean a lot of people though if you tell them it's the worst thing you've ever seen that's the first thing they're going to want to do is go out and see it <laughs> which yeah. is kind of how i am to be honest with you if you tell me this is the shittiest thing you've ever seen i can't wait to watch it yeah fair <laughs> enough i mean i wonder if our number one which this is god tier guys the tier for number one is the <laughs> absolute steaming pile of shit just Every- say it <laughs> I think we agree. Black it's Christmas. Black Christmas. 2019. <laughs> yeah. It fucking sucks. I mean, it's soulless. It's not even a remake. It's just a cash grab. It's it's sexist. It's it is it fucking sucks, man. I it hate is it. So bad. Oh my god, I hate this movie. I, I hate mean, this movie. The, the, I just love after it comes out and a lot of people are giving their opinion. They were saying just like you know, you guys forgot to make a movie here, basically, you know, just and then the director's getting on Twitter and saying, well, you're not my audience. I'm talking to the 13 year old girls out there. Yep. OK. Oh, so you're telling them that everybody like that, that men suck. OK. okay. Mm-hmm. Again, it's just Jesus, man. I, I a lot of people feel that Blumhouse and Jason, Jason did something or he got there was a movie he made where people were claiming it was sexist or whatever and a lot of people feel like he made that movie to basically say get off my back I remember somebody was talking to me about this about something he did said or a movie he made that he was getting backlash from and so he was like well let's make this Black Christmas movie so people can leave me alone basically Twitter can leave him alone but dude it's shit imagine being Jason Blum or, or just Blumhouse in general, and hearing this pitch and being like, yeah, I'll put $5 million for that. Like, I would never in a million years have financed this piece of shit. And it's, look, don't misconstrue this. Christian and I have talked about this before, guys, on this podcast even, about how there's nothing wrong with commentary in your movie. There's nothing wrong with the message. There's nothing wrong with pushing an agenda to a certain extent. But when your entire movie is just... A narrow-minded, <laughs> one-sided view the entire time, and you are essentially saying for 90 minutes, <laughs> man bad, man bad, you can't convince me otherwise, man bad, man bad, fuck men. For 90 minutes, with no real story to go with it, it's fucking terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> I just remember, I was laughing watching this film. I was like, shit, man. I I almost wanted it to be like, the whole thing to just be some big satirical joke, but I know that it's not. It's if they if it was a satirical thing, brilliant. But I it's not. So I mean, dude, it's just. I uh, did you see I, this in theaters? 
No, I did not see it in theaters. I was gonna say, God help you if you. I did. bought it. I I bought it for a couple bucks, like the Blu-ray at a used DVD shop. So I bought it for a couple bucks because I like, I you know, curiosity killed the cat, you know. So <laughs> I had, I just got it for uh, uh at there's like a it's called Game Exchange. It's like a video game store, but they sell DVDs, Blu-rays, 4Ks, and I uh I got it on like a like a buy two get one half thing. I got it for a couple bucks, and I was like, you know what? curiosity is probably going to kill the cat, but whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to watch this movie. Cause I remember talking to Pizzo and I was like, Piz, it's not really that bad. Is it? He goes, Christian, I, I, I he, he was at a loss for words. He goes like, dude, <laughs> dude, it's, it's not only as bad as they said it was. I mean, it's, it's, it's bad. <laughs> you know, he goes, it's really that it's that. And I think it hurt a lot of people because like, dude, in my opinion, Black Christmas is one of the greatest slasher f- horror films ever, especially from the 70s. To me, that's that's top tier 70s. And to just have a movie like that have have to share the same title, it's just like, fuck. I mean, the you way know? I feel about it is I, I will say this, and I would say this to his face. I genuinely mean this. How dare you, Jason Blum? I mean, how dare you? How dare you allow this movie to be called what it was called simply just to try to get asses in the seats so you can make money, knowing that it did not honor the original at all, knowing it had nothing to do with it. You weren't even attempting to remake that movie. You just wanted it to seem like you were so you could get you could sell tickets. And there's there's a line there. There's certain movies. You don't do that. You don't name a movie Halloween and have nothing to do with Michael Myers or Friday the 13th or a Nightmare on Elm Street. You may not like the remake. But at least it was a remake. At least it was true in a sense to its source material. This was a fucking soulless cash grab. And that kind of shit is unforgivable. And I am literally pointing at where I wrote it on my notebook right now as I'm talking about it. Because I fucking hate this movie. It's that bad. I I can't believe after I watched it, I asked my wife. I was like, what would you think? I was okay. I said, "Are are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you, are you, and then we watched 2006 Black Christmas. That sucked. What? At least this is somewhat true to the source material and it's fun. Like Black Christmas 2019 wasn't fun. Even if you like the agenda they were pushing, it's not fun. It's very like depressing the whole fucking time. So I just, God, man, God, I'm, I, uh, if I, if I owned this movie, Christian, I don't know how you do it. If I owned this movie, it would go the way of House Shark when Piz had House Shark so he could watch it. <laughs> hey, it's a samurai sword. It sits on the shelf somewhere in here and minds its own business. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it is man. what it is. Do you think you'll ever watch it again, like years down the road? Just to be like, let's pop this sucker in and see if I stayed it. Never say never. Yeah. I mean, honestly, never say never. I you, uh, There are films that I probably didn't like. I don't, not that I'm saying this is the case, but there have been films in the past where I was just like, it's that's not for me. And then years later, I watch it again. I'm like, shit, man. Like the Here My Bloody go. Valentine remake. Yeah, I did not like that at all. And then I became a Supernatural fan. And then I would go back and watch it under the guise of being a fan of the, the star of the film. And I was like, you know what, man? It's, it's, you know, I don't think it's as good as the original, but, you know, it's it's not bad, you know, so. This Christmas, be on the lookout, guys, for a Christian Hanna horror event called Hear Me Out Black Christmas 2019. (laughs) No, it'll be a Hear Me Out, guys. This movie, everybody says this movie is bad, but I'm here to tell you 
that it's even worse. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Revert, yeah, subvert the expectations. Hear me out. It's actually worse than you thought. I actually have one more honorable mention, and it would in Christian Hanora fashion. I do want to mention. I don't think you've seen this, Nick, but uh, I want to say as a full moon features guy, uh, two of them. Soft kind of a remake reboot, Puppet Master Littlest Reich. If you're a fan of the original first couple films and you never saw the Littlest Reich, uh, the good people that produced Bone Tom- Tomahawk and etc., the good people from RLJ Entertainment, they did a bang up job with that. I think it'll make a lot of fans of the original series happy. And also their Castle Freak, which took me a minute to warm up to, but I do think that the Castle Freak remake is really good. And I'm really hoping that they'll get their hands on the ability to redo subspecies, which I think they'll do a great job with that as well. So I just want to mention that I've, I've mentioned it on a number of occasions, but to all those full moon people up there like me that love those puppet masters and, and, uh, and castle freak and the film in the film castle freak, check out the, uh, those movies are on shutter too. I, I think they're on shutter. Maybe not anymore. Subspecies might not subspecies. I think castle freaks on shutter. I don't know about littlest Reich, but regardless, go pick up those blu-rays. They're very cheap. I just wanted to mention that just before I forgot. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, also guys, uh, to everybody watching or listening, however you digest this content here in a few weeks, uh, once Texas chainsaw massacre comes out next month, uh, we got about three weeks till that drops. I can't wait for that. Yeah. I, I'm, I watched the trailer again today just to be like, um you know okay okay you know that's 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 cool um i want to get a little hype for it christian guys christian's been beating the drum he's like come on come on like you gotta you gotta you gotta believe in this you gotta you gotta have hope um so this I'm is trying- this is the real deal man i mean like I'm, I'm saying this franchise like texas chainsaw is the greatest horror film ever made to me i will never not be excited when a new one comes out. i was excited for leatherface 2017 didn't yeah. like it but i mean still uh, I think that this film is going to have some meat on the bone. I really do. The, whoever that guy is in the trailer that played Leatherface, I don't know who that is, but I when I saw him, I was like, that that looks like the real, whoever that is, they look like the real deal. That's yeah. all I'm saying. And but we're anyway. going to, once we watch it, we're going to revisit, we're going to go back with um, Piz, and we're going to cover the, back half of the Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre franchise. Um, so, remake, but up in, remake slash requel slash yes. prequel. Some bangers in there and some, uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll get there when we get there. But the reason I mentioned that is because if you guys have other ideas in the meantime, Christian and I are always throwing ideas back and forth to each other. But if there's something that you guys are very passionate about and a lot of you, you know, say the same thing, let us know in the comments. Uh, reach out to us and be like, I would love for you guys to tackle this because the way Christian and I are, especially Christian, if you give him a good idea, he might not see it coming and he might have other good ideas, but you give him this idea and he'll be like, fuck, that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah. It could be any idea. So let us know. Let us know if you guys got something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were doing the franchise face-offs for a while, but I feel we, uh, we, we had a good run. I felt that we needed to stop because I didn't want people to get sick and tired of it. Cause I, even though tech, the Terminator, even though the term, the Terminator versus alien one did good, but I could just tell people were like, all right, this is fun. But what else, what, what, what else do you have guys have going on now? Yeah. So I wanted to stop that for a while. Maybe one day we'll resurrect that. I know a lot of people wanted to see, uh, 
Chucky getting that mix. We never did put Chucky in a mix, but I couldn't figure out. I just felt doing Chucky versus Leprechaun would have been so lopsided. Oh, I can't, I can't put any Leprechaun, especially the first three, over any of the. I got my Child's Play three shirt on today, but oh, I yeah. couldn't put, I couldn't put any. Although I love the first three, four actually four Leprechauns passionately. Uh, I couldn't put any of them over Child's Play, so it just would have been so lopsided for me. Yeah, but uh, maybe we'll do a, some kind of Child's Play thing soon. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure people would like that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we haven't I, talked about Chucky. We haven't. I've gotten all the Return of Living Dead. I I've drenched that towel. I've got every last drop of that out, so I, I can't do any more Return of Living Dead. I mean, we uh, could even content. just do what we've done with. You know, Lee and <coughs> not even saying that anybody else has to be here, but we could even just cover the child's play franchise, you know, talk about our first memories of each movie, like, yeah, all that type of stuff. I think people would probably like that a lot. So yeah. let us know if you want that. But again, drop us an idea and I'm more than happy to to uh, to hear hear you guys out because I this is. You guys make the show. If you guys stop watching, there's no point in doing it. So we want to we want you guys to stay happy. So just let yeah. us know. Uh Nick, sure. final thoughts? Remakes? Uh no. I mean remakes are what they are. They're not as they're not as pointless at times. I think that there are more remakes that have redeeming qualities than remakes that are utter dog shit. I think that the fact that the term is so taboo. It needs to go by the wayside soon enough. I mean, the point of a remake is to reintroduce it to a new audience so people can get an appreciation for an old story or an old character or an old movie. Because uh, it's hard, man. I know I have younger siblings that are teenagers. It's hard to tell my 13-year-old sister, hey, you're really going to love this 1974 Black Christmas. I think it's right in your wheelhouse. It's it's right. hard sometimes. So It's true. They serve a purpose. They definitely serve a purpose. So I think people just need to get off the stigma of remakes are bad no matter what. So, well, are you happy with the requel um, phase? I am for the most part, I would say. Uh, I think that Scream did it far better than Halloween 2018 did. Um, but I don't think that was necessarily a detriment. Uh, that that was to the detriment of the filmmakers. I don't think that was their fault with Halloween 2018. Halloween 2018 was always going to be more of a stretch to make that seem organic because you took away the brother sister angle. So why the, why the hell would Lori and Michael want to face off 40 years later? You know what I mean? It was always going to be harder that way. Whereas with scream, it always goes back to Sydney Prescott. The killings started because of Sydney Prescott. So it's easy to bring her back into those movies. So not only that, I mean, only you look at the levity of with the original Halloween two. that movie is so beloved. Candyman two is not beloved scream two. It's scream. I mean, scream is the most beloved one, but Halloween two, the original Halloween two. I mean, damn near. uh, I mean, Jesus Christ, that movie is beloved. So, you know, back against the wall with a lot of us for that. And I'm guilty of that as well. But, uh, you know, I mean, if, I, if if we give a grade on the Halloween requels right now, you'd have to give a grade of incomplete because if they nail Halloween ends, this could all end up making sense. It could all tie together really nicely and you could go, 
okay, looking back on it, yeah, okay, this movie is better now. That this character choice makes more sense now, but we just don't know yet. We have we have one more to go. But if if I'm a betting man, uh yeah, I don't think Halloween ends is gonna nail it enough to make people look at that three movie arc and go, this is fantastic. No, I, whereas I think, again, I'm going to plug it again. Scream has a really good chance of making a badass trilogy a, and I, a new trilogy. And I think that um, I'm very excited for that. I really, really am. I, I like Halloween 2018. I, I really like Halloween Kills. I hope I love Halloween Ends, but if I just like it, well, then none of the movies were pointless to me. Um, but... Yeah, I just uh, I saw Scream again the other night, so I've seen it twice now, and I just I actually liked the third act a lot more the second time. I was like, why did I have complaints with this? This is actually pretty fun. Um, just reaffirm again, that. dude. Watching Screams more than once, you never know if, yeah. what you're gonna feel afterwards. Because you, you know, once the initial blow of finding everything out is over, it's just like, I wonder if I'm gonna like this more when I see it again. Which is always the hope that you want to like it more when you see it you can see it differently. You know, you, you can watch the film kind of drop your shoulders a little bit, right? You don't have to worry oh, about yeah. who it is anymore. And you know, guys, uh, if you weren't a fan, uh, big scream, fucking deal. scream is, yeah. Scream's going <laughs> to no, pass a hundred million dollars at the box office within the next week. It's a certified hit. So we're going to get another one. So a lot of people oh. think they're going to call it scream too. I saw that going around on Twitter and I even saw Matthew Lillard like co-sign on it and like retweeted himself and go, how would you guys feel about this? You know, it's weird because Scream, the the most recent one is Scream 5. It's it, it all four movies happened. They acknowledge all of them. It's canon. But I feel like you could still get away with it. You could still get away with calling it Scream 2. I really do think you could. I mean, if, Hall- if Halloween can do it, why can't Scream do it? Halloween has yeah. two Halloween 2. It's just... Yeah, screw it, you know, but that's enough about Scream. I just wanted to say that. But yeah, guys, you know, I I hope that I hope a lot of you are more open minded when it comes to remakes, because I think there's more good than bad out of the. How about this? How about this? You're going to fucking watch it anyway. Yeah. So get off your. (laughs) You know what I mean? Even if it's just a bitch, you're going to watch it. You're going to fucking watch it. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. All right, guys. Love y'all. I'm, 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 you know, whatever. All right. Let's wrap it up. Thank y'all for uh, taking this remake journey with us. I can't wait to see what uh, people say is their favorite remake and their least favorite remake and why. We uh, can't wait to see what you guys have to say. Let us know what you want us to uh, cover soon or next on the podcast. And uh, y'all be good. Have a great rest of your day, whatever time of day it is you're listening right now. We love you. See you later.